1987. You go to the actual um, base flood elevations for this area, and I believe it's 46 and 47 feet above mean sea level. And our pole is proposed right in this area, right next to the Neponset. Um, but the base of that pole, when we did our initial survey, stands at 54 feet above grade. So yeah, it's proposed right here. So of course, it's in 200-foot riverfront area, the deposit that was delineated, and then the 100-foot buffer zone of bank. Um, but it's also outside of ELSF. With this area, the deposit too, back in the older um, mapped priority habitats, the Neponset, uh kind of north of northwest of 93, um, had a mapped priority habitat. So back in 2020, when I did the delineation, we reached out to David Paulson, um, did the MISA checklist, said, you know, I know the um, mapped priority habitats got updated in 2021. That no longer includes um, where our poles proposed, but still, is there any sort of erosion sediment controls we can accommodate to with the known habitat? Um, so he got back to us, let us know that it was bog turtle. Bog turtle, yes. So in this portion of the project, we have in our typical details a turtle barrier that we use with MassDOT. Um, that's a silt fence with um, straw wattles staked into it, so then they can't crawl underneath into that work zone if they were to go upgrade into this one area. Um, and he did issue us a will not result in prohibited take letter too with, with our RDA application. Yeah, that's that's it. All right, any, any <laughs> no butters, I assume. Like, we're gonna close down I ninety five. Any comments, the commissioners? No. All right, awesome. So you're claiming the two exemptions for the work. Yeah. Okay, and I believe that it does meet the exemptions based right. on the description of the project. Great, awesome. All right, then, Mr. Chairman. Formally request a negative yep. determination that it's not um, to the wetlands protection. Don't worry, we're not against the law. Appreciate it. All right, then, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make a motion to close the public hearing for uh, uh, I-93 and I-95 light project RDA file number 132-22. Second that motion. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make a motion to issue a negative five determination for the I-93, I-95 light project RDA file number 132-22. Second that motion. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? So moved. Congratulations. Enjoy your light. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your problems now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up is a... Uh, God, Paul. This is like a... All right, what letter notice of intent for 50 John Road? Make it brief, Paul. I will. Power slide D75-12, DP file 124-13-19. And this was continued from September 14th. For the record, my name is Paul Bromberg, and I'm with Site Design Professionals. Uh, as you recall, I was here two weeks ago uh, discussing the uh, weapon areas around the perimeter of this project. Um, we spent some more time along the isolated wetlands of the front uh, during the interim uh, with a botanist uh, to try to nail down exactly what was there. This is the area that uh, DEP asked questions about concerning its uh, isolated wetland uh, delineation or is it land subject to flooding. Uh, we're still 
involved in that study right now, but as we spend more and more time here, we realize that, of course, it's a man-made depression. Uh, there's little organic topsoil there, so there's not much there to remove any dissolved nutrients from the uh, runoff that should uh, enter into that area. Uh, the soils are marginally hydric. Um, it's, it's basically a marginal wetland. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to determine, hopefully, for your next meeting whether it is land subject to flooding or not. But because it really has no habitat benefit, or, or little or none, um, it's mostly being serving here as uh, flood control. Um, we were uh, thinking that it might be because it's so relatively, it's just full of invasive plants right now. Um, we were thinking that it might be acceptable to the commission if we were to encroach into the 30-foot no disturb uh, because it's so full of invasives in there and it's so, it's just all kinds of boulders were dumped here back in the 70s and when this is a staging area for the entire subdivision. It's an area that we really should be cleaning up. Um, we would like to uh, request a waiver to work, to work, to use uh, say 20 feet of the 30 foot no disturb area so that we'd be cleaning it and make use of it in the future. That wouldn't interfere with the blue area which is the flood control area. That's the sole purpose of this wetland control flood. We wouldn't be changing any of that, but we would be using the 30-foot no-disturbed area, and that's generally there to protect habitat and so forth. In this case, we don't have any of that. So we're requesting a waiver, uh, variance, I should say, to work with and make use of that area, if that's acceptable yeah, I mean, to the board. Is it illegal to do that? You are able to issue a um, variance for work in the third foot no disturbance zone. In this case, even if it is isolated land subject to flooding, so it's definitely isolated, where Paul DEP has asked that he does the calculations to determine if it's jurisdictional under state law. Even if it is under state law, there's no buffer zone. Isolated land subject to flooding does not have a 100-foot buffer. It only has a 100-foot buffer under local law, and it only has a 30-foot no disturb under local law. So, and we discussed out there, you know, it is isolated and you're going to be surrounding it by John Road and an asphalt recycling plant. So it's not really yeah, going like, to be valuable habitat. So we don't so want to fill it in. We're not messing up the, we're not messing up the, what you're telling me is we're not messing no, up the It's all straggling on natives. And so I think it's fine if, like, my suggestion would be to keep some buffer, like, it's just so that it avoids... The, you know them working in there or gives it a little bit of space in case the line changes over time so maybe like 10 foot but that that would be fine if we give them a little bit more space for the property but it's up to you uh, yeah I mean, it seems fun. yeah but primarily fun. you're also going to be cleaning up yeah, the we're, area we're getting in there to clean it up because it's a mess I mean, it, it was just it's all in disrepair it was a lot that they didn't intend to develop and it's all disturbed before, right? It's every, all been disturbed every, before. Every bit of it. Some the, this some is, the, this is the only area that was never disturbed. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Butters? No butters. Burning plant. <laughs> all right, then, Mr. Chairman, I like him. Uh, any other questions? No, no, no. Okay. no. All right, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make a motion and approve the variance for the 30-foot note to disturbance zone for the isolated wetland area, a 10-foot no dis 
disturbed zone must be maintained. Second that motion. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? So moved. And motion to continue the public hearing for 50 John Road, parcel ID number 75-12, DEP file number 124-1319 to the October 12th. 2022 meeting. Second that motion. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? So moved. All right, next up is a wetland notice of intent for 1177R Pleasant Road, Pleasant Street, Paul Feldman. Probably celebrating the Jewish holidays this week. Yes, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Paul. Um, Parcel ID 74 5, DP file 124 1317, continued from 824 and 914. Applicant provided a response to first engineering review now waiting for PSC. PSC. Applicant has requested a continuance. All right, then, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make a motion to continue the public hearing for 1177 Rear Pleasant Street, parcel ID number 75 uh, 74-5, DEP file number 124-1317 to the October 12, 2022 meeting. Second the motion. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? So moved. All right. Next up, wetland and stormwater management permit agenda items. Request for extension for 925 Turnpike Street, parcel ID 89-1, DP 124-1198, for the construction of an auto repair facility in a hotel within 100 feet of a board and vegetated wetland. Permit was originally to expire in August 2021, but I was told... Toiled? Regan, you okay? Told. Told? Told. Told, that's what they call it. Under it's state law, it's told. Told, I guess. That is told. not a typo. Under common law. Under, 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 under COVID 19, <laughs> to November 29, 2022, applicants requested a three year extension so they can complete the project. Uh, recent permit violation illicit discharge of unknown solid waste, but applicant has responded well without the need for environmental order to address. I don't have any problem with more time. Uh, Paul is, uh, oh, the, this is that you. That my project also. So <laughs> someone, right, someone from offsite took the liberty to dump some illicit materials on the back of the property um, where there were other soils and so, so yeah. it would be stockpiled so nobody noticed them dumping it. Uh, it's been cleaned up, it's taken care of. Uh, there really hasn't been any construction activity there since COVID began, and they'd like to get started back again. So Great. we need an extension to do that. Good. Any comments to the commissioners? Just curious how an uh, auto repair and a hotel. It's not an auto repair, it's definitely a car wash. Yes. Oh. Oh, there's a car wash to the front, but to the rear he does have an auto repair facility. Yeah. It's an interesting combination. If your car is broken, you can stay in the hotel. And then he's trying to grab that. He's trying to grab that. He's brushing his way up. That's the concept. If you're on 138 and your car breaks down. He also throws mud and thumbtacks all over the room. Yes. All right. I don't know if I'll Fine. All right, then, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make a motion to issue a three year extension for 925 Turnpike Street, parcel ID number. 89-1 DEP file number 124-1198. Uh, Second my motion. All in favor? Aye. Don't come back in three okay. years, all right? All right. <laughs> Thanks for your time, folks. You're welcome. Next up is uh, uh, 
partial five Bullens Way Lot 4 only for the construction of a subdivision Mariella Estates, including grading, utilities, and stormwater management within 100 feet of a bordering vegetative wetland. Planning Board has 190,000 bond for the roadway completion. Yes, yeah, so the last time we were here, you were uncomfortable issuing, releasing the lot from the permits because there was a concern that the roadway would not get finished. So I did check with the plan board and they do have a bond and the PSC is about to do another cross to complete. So they, they're taking care of that so we don't have to worry about it. Great. Any comments from the advisory? Motion to issue a partial certificate of compliance releasing five Bullens away lot four parcel ID number 31-178 only from the DEP file number 124-1148 and the land disturbance permit um, 194-15. Second motion. All in favor? Aye. Opposed? So moved. All right, next up, Bernie, you're on the, you're on the clock. 104 Vera Street. This is for partial for the construction of 19 townhome units, 102 garden-style apartments, 60 age-restricted garden-style apartments, a clubhouse, a pool area, access roads, driveways, parking areas, utilities, walkways slash trails and landscape improvements, a primary access road and a 4,000 square foot commercial building, phase one of a multi-phase site redevelopment plan within 100 feet of boarding vegetative wetland and bank and 200 foot riverfront area. The record your name is? Vernon Plants, I represent Canton Holdings, a developer of the Fallen Plymouth River site. So this uh, order of conditions issued for the main part of the site involved multiple lots, including Revolution Way, which was a like labeled road lot at the time or something. Revolution Way is complete, and in June, uh, earlier than June 16th, uh, Roger uh, Houston went out, because people went out and inspected it. Tom Houston. Tom Houston. What did I say? Roger. Roger, Roger Houston. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, he's a planner up in Nashville, New Hampshire. Um, For the record. <laughs> all right. So I believe out of the various lots that you mentioned, uh, Revolution Way is in good shape. It's been conveyed to the town, inspected by the engineering department and accepted. Uh, and in fact, yeah, we conveyed title to Revolution Way to the town several weeks ago. So. This is kind of a housekeeping matter relative to that conveyance, and it also affects the release of the bond being held by the planning board. Great. We did get a memo from Tom Houston saying that it was okay to issue the certificate of compliance, just releasing the roadway only from these the um, these two permits. Yep. Saw that typo. Sense. Makes sense. So we expect a lot of other work has been completed, so we expect probably within the next several weeks after being the VHB guys that will be able to seek additional certificates of compliance for the remaining lots. There's one lot in that group that um, there are two townhouses to be built, so that'll probably lag a little bit. 
Okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. It looks beautiful over there, by the way. Thank you. You've done a tremendous job. Thank you. Well, not you, but <laughs> it's nice to walk. The only thing I would suggest is that there needs to be like some way out. Like it's fun. My wife and I walk there, and when you go down by the water, like the water's on the right. Yeah. It should be an easier way to get out. It's kind of a loop, but whatever. <laughs> I'm sure we could. Well, do the pond is. Oh, down by the uh, dam. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. It stinks. Like, that should be like, otherwise, I'm just walking around in a circle listening to my wife talk to me. Um, you could cross the dam there. I could jump in the water and swim, but I'm good. Go ahead. <laughs> That's what she says. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, then, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make a motion to issue a parcel certificate of compliance releasing uh, revolution weight only from the DEP file number 124 1169 and land disturbance permit file number 220-26. Second that motion. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? So moved. All right, next up on the agenda. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Bernie. Next up is a 20 Stillwater Road lot for the construction of this DP 1241262 LDP 3020, parcel ID 101-94 for the construction of a single family dwelling with driveway and stormwater management systems within 100 feet of a, I'm gonna read these all at once, of a border irritated wetland, 30 Stillwater Road, Lot 3, DP 1241263, 33120-10195 for the construction of a single family dwelling with driveway stormwater management systems within 100 feet of a border irritated wetland, 40 Stillwater, the, uh, Stormwater 19720, LDP 34620, and uh, parcel ID 10196 for the destruction of a single family dwelling within driveway and stormwater management systems. And then we have 60 still water, lot six, stormwater 220, LDP 34820, and parcel 10198 for the construction of a single family dwelling with driveway and stormwater management systems. So these are the first four lots to come for certificate out of the 40 lots at um, the Canton Reserve former Stillwater Estates to come for certificates of compliance. Um, so they move the location of the stormwater chambers and their engineer will not sign off on them because they did not as built them. So they're what they're trying to do is get they hired multiple different engineers um, since they've moved the location, they are trying to get Bowler to certify them based on the as-built that the land surveyor did and because Bowler did some groundwater elevation studies for them, just at least showing that they're required two feet above the estimated high groundwater. Um, so they're going to get us a memo about that, but it's delayed, and I've been holding on to these, and we're supposed to respond within a certain period of time, so I just put them on the agenda so we can deny them and get back to them with the reason for the denial in a formal letter. Um, in addition, 20 and 30 still water, which are the wetland permits, they the condition was to put the buffer markers at the 30-foot no disturbance zone. And they zone, haven't done that. And they haven't done it yet. Right. So I emailed them about that as well. So we're just going to send them a memo, and then when they're ready or we have something more about the stormwater systems, we'll put it back on an agenda. Um, at a future date, and from going forward, the how they're having the engineer go out and as built all the systems 
um, as they're being installed. Um, right. So they'll friendly they'll do that. All right. Great. Kinder, gentler, gentler. Develop. All right, then, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make a motion to deny the request for certificates of a compliance for DEP file number. 124-1262, DEP file number 124-1263, stormwater permit file number 197-20, uh, and stormwater permit file number 200-20. Second that motion. All, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? So moved. All right, next is vote to approve the use of, this old business, vote mm -hmm. to approve the use of Pequodside Farm Lynch House main floor by Canton Garden Club and Canton Public Schools for the Artist in Bloom 2023 weekend of either March 25th and 26th or April 1st and 2nd, 2023. So the last time I talked to you about it, so the conundrum is, um, I think everybody supports having this event at Pequodside. It's just who's gonna pay for the staff to open the doors. The, the cost for the staff for two days, a four hour minimum each day ranges between $148 up to $536, depending on who is able to open. Um, we won't know the answer to that question as to who's available until we get closer. So I've put it in the calendar tentatively for March 25th and 26th, but that's how much it costs. Right. For to open the building. The we don't need to vote on anything. Garden Club said that they would as a nonprofit they would be able to cover $150, but they would not be able to do the $536. So, so is, the, is the ask that no, we're not, we, we we make up the difference. We're not making up anything. They want us to have here they can pay for it. Um well I was I we didn't inquire with the schools if somebody has to go and open the schools for an event, you know, who pays for that? And the entity that opens the schools pays for the staff to open the schools. So I would assume that it would be a similar situation here where um, you know, should the commission pay to have staff come and open the buildings? I'm a so, firm believer if somebody wants to have an event here. It should not be our responsibility to pay for it. To pay for the it's just it's, it's it's just principle. Yeah, we're not charging an entry fee. We're no. just we're just not we're not going to go into our pockets and pay for the no. Event. We're going to you're a volunteer organization. I get that coming here. You're having an event here. Now you want to utilize our finances in order to fund your four hundred dollars. I don't care if you're a nonprofit or you're Apple. Well, hopefully it's the the one hundred and forty eight dollars um well when will we know well we ha we'll have to get kind of closer if we probably won't know until maybe february or all right so why don't we yeah but does that give them enough time to plan yeah it's what i mean they're doing artists in bloom like if we don't know till the end of february and they're booked for march that's well, really how about, unfortunate how about when we find out when they're actually having the event we we make a decision they're having the event the twenty fifth and twenty sixth. Oh, well, we could put it the twenty fifth and twenty sixth. So we have so the so the weekend guy who opens for the Sunday church group is the the lower rate, but the other guys, the facility staff, they get time and a half, and it's a four hour minimum. So why can we use the other So yeah. because he's an older gentleman, and that's too far out for him to plan, essentially. Okay, so here's he has like eighty. Five or something. I so, think. So, so if you can have his event, have Kevin just coming up in the door. So he could, and <laughs> Kevin. 
it, then you go into for the unions who gets called first, and you go down the line. And I don't know how that works. I don't think it's I don't think it's our problem. I think we yeah. let them have it. So they the, pay for it. If they if they want to have the service, they want to have the cop. They have to have the cop. They pay for uh, the door opener. Yeah, the door opener. They pay for it. And, and if they don't, they don't have the event. Like, okay. It's not my problem. Seems like that's the message. And if they need to cancel after having doing having done something, because it's hundred fifty dollars. No, because they. I mean, if they realize whenever this the less expensive gentleman can is able to confirm right. it, or is able to say I can't do it, and they realize, well, this is going to be five hundred. They can either come up with the money through nonprofit fundraising, or they right. can cancel even. Right. But I don't think it's. Yeah. It doesn't sure. sound like we have an appetite no. to make it up. Okay, it would be a precedent-setting thing. Yeah. We have no. Obviously, we. I, I do remember this event in 2019. I don't know any of the details of who was, who, you know, if it was the weekend guy who was hired to come and do it or who paid for it at that time. So I don't, I don't remember because it happened, obviously this event is the first time it's had it since 2019 due to COVID. Okay. So. Um, all right, so to be continued. To awesome. To be continued to be discussed. All right. Um, and then, well, uh, Melissa, uh, you're still here. Melissa, let's get updates since we're... Uh, oh, oh, I can do my updates. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of not really prepared. All right, last, so, the last we chatted Jerry, about this. Jerry, do you have any updates on the Water and Sewer Policy Committee? I'm on that, yeah. All right, yeah, good. And then um, Reservoir Pond Committee, any updates? I'm on the Historical Commission. Okay, good. All right, so Melissa, why don't you give us an update on the uh, uh, community preservation? Well, it's, it's actually, um, right now, they took to town council. So right now, because they don't have an administrator, they voted uh, a couple meetings ago, I can't remember what, uh, to not basically take any applications right. for this year. It's a lovely article in the paper. Yeah, I saw that. And that is turning into quite a debacle. So then they brought the question to town council whether the bylaws state that we have to, we have no choice but to take applications every year. Um, so town council actually voted, when I read the last email, on the side that we are not, we do not have to take applications. They opined. Whatever that word is. They, they, just, they did not vote. What do they say? Opined. They opined? <laughs> were they told to? Lawyers, lawyers usually opine. Well, they opined. That's how I've been They, they opined. It's a very big word. Um, and now the last email I saw going back and forth, I think it's going to be discussed at this coming meeting that some folks on the committee are now um, challenging the decision because was the question posed correctly? Interesting. So it's a lot. There's a lot going on with the CPA. I don't understand how I get on the committees that there's always a lot going on. Oh, I, know. I would like to get on the uh, water and sewer rate committee because I'm sure that's pretty much nothing. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the update, Melissa. Yeah. All right. Correspondence Algonquin Transmission Pipeline Repair Notification Letter. Can you let us just say? They are doing, so it's out off, in between York Street and the Randolph Town Line, they've found an anomaly, and so they're going to go in and do some repairs in the Algonquin Pipeline. It's out in the middle of the woods somewhere, and it's, but it's within wetland jurisdiction, but it's exempt because it's 
a utility. Okay. So they just, under the Wildlife Protection Act, because it's exempt, they just have to notify. Great. So they've right. notified you. Thank you. Awesome. Trying to run a meeting. Well, what, what, are we going to hear from, is Bob here? What, what's going uh, on with Bob? the master plan? Yeah, Bob. Are you master plan implementation committee? Let's tell us about that, Bob. What we discussed at the last meeting was um, the uh, town planner that we, I, I spoke because I'm on that committee and I had to make a presentation to the committee. And what I had said is that we interviewed a gentleman from New Hampshire and he was the only applicant that we got. But the selectmen did bring it forward. Select board, Bob. Well, select board. It's 2022. Yeah. It's 1984. The select board uh, did bring it forward. And um, they were waiting for the gentleman to get back from his honeymoon. And they were going to vote on whether or not to offer him the job. They had one applicant? Yes. Wow. And they advertised it. For a year. Yeah. Where? Every place that they can, you know. I mean, they've gone to schools. So ridiculous. You know, um, they've gone to the uh, Massachusetts no, Planning Council. Um, you know, there are places. The municipal. Yeah. Um, you know, so they, yeah. But like, what are they? Massachusetts um, Municipal Association. What do we? Be? I know we're not uh, urban, but can't citizen. Yeah. They, they do it every place that the they website. can. Yeah. yeah. They do it every place that they can. But everybody is having a problem hiring people. It's not just sure. I'm just, just town planners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I see I, I see on, in LinkedIn Kevin's company advertising for for people. We can't get people fast enough. Yeah, yeah. nobody. Can. Yeah, and so it's. Yeah, it's a marketing person. It's impossible. I mean, I don't know of one business that doesn't have a problem, you know, yes. with hiring mm -hmm. staff of any sort, whether or not it's, you know. Bussing tables or, you know, town planners or, you know, I mean, whatever. But we're, golf, we're golf course owners. We can't get to it. We normally have 15 people on staff, five, taking care of 150 acres. Wow. So, all right, thanks for the update, Bob. If anyone's wondering about the Wayfinding Sign Design Task Force, it's um, dormant right now. It has not dissolved, but once the wayfinding sign um, booklet came out and was approved by the select board, we have not met. But it's still on the books as a group. And these are the signs that we talked about a couple. That was part of it. It was so the wayfinding sign committee is about all wayfinding signage in the town. It was looking the same. It look, yeah, there was a um, people were disconcerted <laughs> that different buildings and different groups were using different signage and it was all a mishmash of what was happening and they wanted a more themed um, feel to town properties and town signage. Well, I so think that's what we should do. They created a, this guide that has guidance from trail markers all the way to a sign that you put out front of the building. It has what colors should be used, what fonts should be used, um, you know, that what a kiosk should look it's like. It's called branding, yes. Yes, and so I don't know that everybody is aware, even though an email went out to people with turnover of staff, I don't know that everybody's aware of it. I brought it to a couple people's attention and I have seen some signs go in that maybe they didn't look at the <laughs> sign. 
um, PDF, but it, it is there, and it would be nice that if we all, you know, if properties kind of looked like a branding, you know, for the town, so you know what that it's town owned, even if it's managed by a different department or what have you. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Great. Thank you, Regan. All right, so it looks like uh, we're good to go. Um, next meeting is October 14th. 12th. 12th. Yeah, I'm just trying to make my... Thank you, Mr. Chairman. If the motion is on, I'd like to make a motion that we adjourn the meeting of the Canton Conservation Commission of September 28, 2022 at 7.35. Second that meeting. All in favor? Aye. Opposed? So moved.